Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. In our last study, Jesus began answering his disciples' question regarding faith. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus continues his response and takes the discussion of faith in a different direction. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 17, and look at responding to our Master. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, as we come before you today, we give thanks to you for your grace and your mercy in calling us to be your servants, in granting us the knowledge of you through faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you for the gospel that the Holy Spirit uses to open our eyes, to convict us of our sin, and to convince us of our need of repentance. Father, continue opening our eyes that we may see your truths, that we may walk in a way that brings glory and honor to you and exalts the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the peace and joy that comes from fellowship with you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 17, verse 7, we read, And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once, and sit down to eat. But will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper, and gird yourself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise, when you have done all those things which you were commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. The disciples had asked Jesus to increase their faith, and he began by telling them what would happen if they had just a little faith. And then Jesus, changing directions a little bit, he asked them a question, and he begins in verse 7. He says, And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once. And sit down to eat. The question that Jesus asks in this example is a cultural one. Most of us do not have servants, we're not masters or lords over anyone. Yet in Jesus' day, in all likelihood, many of his disciples had servants or had had them previously. Remember, Matthew was a tax collector, Peter, James, and John, Andrew were all part owners in a fishing boat, so they knew what it was to be in charge. They were probably wealthy enough to have servants at home. And so this was an example that they were familiar with that we are less familiar with. But the truth is easy to see. And so when he asks which of you having a servant, plowing or tending, will say to him when he comes in from the field, come at once and sit down and eat, all of them understood that the master wasn't really concerned about the servant and how he felt at the moment. The servant had a responsibility had a role to play in the household. That servant's role was to serve, and he or she was to serve their master. Jesus goes on and says in verse 8, rather than say, come at once and sit down and eat, rest yourself, you must be tired. In verse 8, he says, but will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I've eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink? That's the more likely conversation in the home between the master and the servant. 
And on top of that, he adds one other thing in verse 9. Jesus asked, Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. In other words, the role between the master and servant is clearly established. The servant has a job, has a role. The servant's going to be taken care of according to their arrangement because many times the servant was there because he owed money or he had sold himself into servanthood due to the fact that he was indebted to someone else or couldn't provide for his family. There were usually arrangements in this. Masters and servants or slavery in Jesus's day didn't always look like what we are familiar with them looking like. Anyway, this arrangement, the master told him what to do. He did it, and he continued to do it until the master was done with him. And even after he had done everything, even if he'd done it well, the master didn't praise him or thank him. Jesus says, does he thank the servant? He says, I think not. That's not the way things are done. But then here comes the point, and then we'll be able to tie this in with the mustard seed, the request to increase our faith, all of this. He says, so likewise, when you have done all those things which you were commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants, we have done what was our duty to do. Jesus is teaching his disciples from this example, and in his response to their request earlier to increase their faith, He's telling them how they are to behave as servants. Now, if you think about it, the tree in the earlier passage in our last study was a servant of the one commanded him to be pulled up by the roots and cast into the sea. One commanded, the other obeyed. In this illustration, you have a master and a servant. One commands, the other obeys. In Jesus's illustration, he acts like the disciples are the masters, when in fact, He is focused in the first part about one aspect of faith, and in the second answer, in the one we look at today, a second aspect of faith. The first aspect is, the amount of faith you have affects what you're able to do. If you have just a little faith, the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can do an extraordinary thing, command something to be cast into the sea, and it will get up and do it, even something like a tree. But in the second aspect of this, We are to obey. We're to do what we're told. You see, ultimately, faith is doing what you're told. Faith is trusting in the one that you're serving and doing what he says. That's our relationship with God. God can command us just like we could command the tree. God could order us around and just make us do what he wants. He has that power. He has that authority. What he does, though, He requires us to do what we're supposed to do by faith. We always have the opportunity right now to say, no, I'm not doing what you say, or I don't trust in what you say. I don't believe in what you say. But in the right master-servant relationship, the master commands and the servant obeys. And even obeying, the servant doesn't expect gratitude or appreciation, but rather The biblical servant, the right servant, the servant with the right mindset, isn't sitting back and becoming bitter and angry because they're not getting rewarded for doing what they're supposed to do, but rather they're saying, we're just unprofitable servants. We're unworthy servants, and we have just done what was our duty. Jesus is referring to himself. Jesus is referring to us. When we have the right attitude, we do what we're supposed to do with the right frame of mind. We are not worthy of God's praise. We're not worthy of God's mercy and grace. 
it's good enough that we could be his servant. We need to understand that. And understanding that requires faith. They're asking for more faith. Jesus says, just do what you're supposed to do. Think about that. Don't want more faith so that you can do bigger things. Don't want more faith so that you can be highlighted in the church or in the community or even in your own heart and mind. You have the faith necessary to do your duty, to do what God calls you to do. You have a master, believe that, and then do what you're told. And do it with the attitude of, we are unprofitable servants, we're unworthy servants. This is actually the response of someone like the prodigal son earlier in our studies. He was happy to just be a servant because they had roof over their head, clothes on their back, and enough to eat. He was willing to be an unprofitable servant and just do his duty. Yet, in his unworthiness, the father, not because he was worthy, not because he owed it to him, the father received him back as a son. That's what happens to us. And we need to have faith in God to just do our duty. You have enough faith already. I believe that's what Jesus is saying. Just do what you're supposed to do with the right mindset. That's an amazing aspect of faith. There's an old hymn that says, trust and obey. In our culture today, we don't want to obey. We see trusting as getting what we want, not doing what we're supposed to do. We need to rethink this. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these instructions, and I pray that we will ponder these, that we'll take some time and reread and think through the issues, ask questions of the text, so that we might engage your word, engage you in the Holy Spirit, and then be taught not just what this means or what this says, but how to obey, how to internalize and embrace the truth of your word. That's what this is for. We need to better understand your word, Father, so that we can better understand you and be your servant. Thank you, Father, for calling us into your service, for using unprofitable servants. And then thank you for the promises in your word that says you are going to reward us. What an amazing thing. You are good. You are just. You are loving. And we're thankful for that. Guide us today as we seek to serve you as unprofitable servants, just doing our duty. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.